Hello and welcome to Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Webwood, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined all the way from down under, but also right next to me. I'm currently sat on my bed. It's Pete Jones. How are you doing? Great to be here. Comfortable bed. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming down to of the course. weird student flat. Oh, the opportunity to sit on a bed and do a pod. Oh, Wouldn't absolutely. Turn it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the casting couch podcast. Um, <laughs> this is how we do things. It's not, it's not improprietous, but we are going to ask you some questions about Seinfeld, um, but not too many. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, have you, have you, are you like a Seinfeld head? Have you seen Seinfeld before? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you know this about the nation of Australia, but we got Seinfeld every night on TV for oh, wow, so long. Really? It was on 6 p.m. every single night on Channel 10 for so long, for years. You just get repeats constantly. So yeah, oh, a Jesus. lot, a oh, lot okay. of Seinfeld. Yeah, I it's think deep in our veins. I think Australia had like a higher Seinfeld exposure than the UK. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I, the, the premise of this show is that Phoebe has seen all of Seinfeld and is a fan, and I have never seen it. Yeah, right. Um, so every time we watch an episode, it's the first time for me. <laughs> I'm coming at it tabula rasa, Seinfeld virgin, um, and I react as as the reasonable man would. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have we have like a mixture of guests. Some people who are Seinfeld heads. Some people who have never seen it. Um, and that's and that's the joy of this podcast. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that I've seen, uh, I think I've probably seen every episode. I remember seeing the finale like, like when it was first aired. Oh, okay, nice. Um, and finding out that it was a more of a niche product over here in the United Kingdom from yeah. a guy who recently goes, have you seen Seinfeld? It's a show from the guy who created Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm aware of Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a pretty familiar, popular yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm across it. One would say, in fact, perhaps that Curb Your Enthusiasm is a show from the creator of <laughs> Some might say well, that. <laughs> perhaps, potentially. <laughs> yeah, it, it's possible that you could you could go in chronological order there. But, you know, who am I to who am I to judge? I mean, I guess probably internationally now, Curb Your Enthusiasm is probably the bigger brand in some ways. Yeah, because possibly. of HBO and all that kind of stuff. It's probably more it's probably syndicated now in more places. Yeah. Um but yeah, at the time. At the time, Seinfeld, pretty big show. Yeah, pretty, pretty popular, pretty big <laughs> show. Um, and so this week we are talking about. Uh, it's definitely season eight, but I forget the actual episode number. Hang on, this is this is professionalism in action. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Russian keyboard. That's not. Uh, that's a past life. I was wondering what you there. were typing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do my Cyrillic coded typing every time, just to make sure the guests can't understand what I'm googling. Um, yeah, so it is uh, season eight, episode nine, the abstinence, um, and it's a great, it's a great episode. It is I a say. great episode. It's one of the all, it's one of the all time classics, I think. Um, <laughs> we, having not seen any of it, any of the show before. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I've seen, um, I've seen everything up to this, up to this point. Yeah, so okay. most of Seinfeld, but not all, <laughs> but not all. Um, eventually, by the time the podcast finishes, I will have seen all of all of Seinfeld. And then, and then, you know, I, I guess uh, what happens like then? A, I don't know. Like, I just ascend to heaven. <laughs> I, I transcend the mortal realm. This becomes a "Just Shoot Me" podcast. Mm. Is that like a specific genre of pop? Hmm? No, it's an American sitcom. Ah, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I've not seen that. Have you seen that, Phoebe? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I would like, I would like us to continue when you have finished munching because it's genuinely like. Causing like quite a kind of misophonic reaction. Come on, get it, get it, get it down, you mate. Last mouthful. Um. Yeah. Just, just shoot me. Was the was the one set on the 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 fashion magazine? 
Yeah, right? that's the yeah. one. David Spade was in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah. It's yes. a, it's what, it's one of those like sort of weird little clutch of of like American sitcoms that used to be on like Channel Four, and they were like really mm. huge at the time, and then they sort of like disappeared. But all knowledge of them disappeared as well. They're like a kind of they're like kind of like ancient religion. Um, so we have like oh, yeah, yeah. like fragments, but we've got to put together from the fragments what just shoot me was about but then things like <laughs> frasier have like have survived that shift because they because frasier was a uh, was copied down by some carolingian monks that's why yeah. that's why we still have it <laughs> the latin manuscripts tradition actually <laughs> yeah. saved frasier and Niles actually saved frasier from from the annihilation common to uh just shoot me spin sissy things mm. of that nature one of the sentences written on the rosetta stone was actually oh really niles <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, Seinfeld, um, uh, this is it. We get, we get smart Costanza. We get yes. smart Costanza. Love smart Costanza. We also get, I, I, re- I really, really like this episode. There is one observation in it, which I think is a rare misstep, um, but we will get okay. onto it. Okay, fine. Um, we get it. We get a really fun starting conversation this episode about, uh, about eating people in a plane crash. And George is asking Jerry, who who would he eat if they were all in a plane crash? And he says, oh, you know, Kramer. And he's like, what, not me? And he's like, no, no, Kramer is like, he's more muscular. You know, it'd be more, it'd be more nutritious. Mm-hmm. And George gets offended. And he's like, look, okay, George, if other people were eating you, I, I might have some. Yeah, I'll try um, some. I'll try you if other people are eating you. At this point, I'm elbowing my girlfriend and going, this is the kind of trap question you would ask. <laughs> would you eat me in a plane crash? And then I quickly discover there's no correct answer. Um yeah surely there is a surely there's a correct answer surely the correct answer is i would protect you from being killed and eaten by the other passengers presumably i I presume in the context of the question that's being asked in the episode it's if both of us are already dead who are you eating i don't think it's like which one of us would you kill and eat i think otherwise he wouldn't be so offended (laughs) oh i I think it's more a a straight up who do you find the more delicious well then on the then on the trap question front obviously the answer is i would be too sad to eat Mm. if you were killed in a plane crash like come on man this is this is basic stuff this is amateur hour on the on the on the trap question from your girlfriend front always got to be on guard Mm. i'd chop off my own leg and eat that before i would even eat you there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Oh, see. That is nice. Now that is now that's a pro speaking. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. someone who has been asked a lot of trap questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been snookered before. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult to know which part of your own body you'd stop. stop yeah, I actually feel like uh, having said leg just then, I'm like that's probably a bad part to try yeah. and then get out of the plane crash situation. You yeah, probably wouldn't want to go leg. Yeah, maybe maybe ass. Maybe us, but the cheek has got a fair bit of meat on it. Bit of the. Have you ever seen the film Alive? Where the uh, about the, the about Uruguayan the, football team? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer. It used to be on. You remember whenever you'd get a VHS as a kid, and there'd be the trailers before the like you were yeah. at the cinema. And I remember yeah. I had one VHS that had the Alive yeah. trailer. So I watched it a lot. Of, I think it was on the Speed VHS, <laughs> which I watched a lot, aged like eight. Yeah, I for some I had the, a VHS copy of Alive. I don't know why I had oh, that okay. as a kid. And I remember watching it uh, a couple of times, but I think they eat the ass first when they finally uh, tuck okay. in. They do. They're millennials. With the they eat the ass first. <laughs> it, make, it, the makes, ass. it makes sense. It's the it's the largest muscle group in mm. the body. The glutes. Yeah, you neglect the glutes and you pay for it in later life. <laughs> <laughs> you pay for it in the in the plane crash scenario. 
like a cannibal gym guy who discovers that you you want to you want to build glutes, you got to eat some. You know, <laughs> that's the. So it goes straight on there. Get in the best, a protein shake that's just guy. <laughs> oh, that's horrible! <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. I don't like that at all. I don't. I don't know what what alive is. What is what is it? it I, I can. I mean, I'm getting. I'm picking it up from context clues. But 1993 <laughs> film about the yeah the true story of a plane that crashed in uh, the Andes? in the Andes and uh, yeah a Uruguayan was, yeah football team yeah it? Uruguayan yeah. football team were trapped in the wreckage and some people died and some of them in order to survive ate their fellow team members oh god mm. but That's... they did survive Ethan Hawke plays one of the Uruguayans yeah well you oh, okay. well you will well you will uh you you will pay the price if you are a fussy eater. That yeah. is true, yeah. Ethan Hawke will do pretty much anything, won't he? That's, yeah, absolutely. That's all I've learned <laughs> about Ethan Hawke. Um, yeah, I mean, I like you feel like at the point where you've had to eat a lot of your football teammates to survive, you kind of your life at that point is going to be you're going to be answering a lot of questions. Yeah, you still get they still get out, they make it out mm. alive. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, There's that press conference post <laughs> getting out difficult. <laughs> They've got the manager there. He's like, the guys, they try very hard, you know, obviously for us. The first half was very difficult. You know, the plane crash, it affected the game plan. But in the end, resourcefulness of the team, they ate the asses of some of the other players. Some players gave 110%. Some gave a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) They did leave it all out on the field. It would be fair to say. So the thing is, is that I am I don't I don't eat meat, but I am also very very keen on uh, on staying alive. So as soon as mm, as soon as the mm. plane started to wobble about a bit, I'm tucking in. I'm gonna t- <laughs> take a, take a little bite out of my seatmate's arm just to see what they're like. Yeah, good idea. I mean, on, to be honest, on Ryanair, you kind of do that even if the plane's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, you I'm not, I'm not yeah. paying nine fifty for a panini. Yeah. I'll have a bite of not this, this guy. Not when this, this guy's right here. He looks like he's been uh, not skipping leg day. I'm going to try him. Yeah. Yum, 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 I, yum. Just, I wonder if any of those players played in the Premier League and went back to it because can you imagine the chance? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It yeah. would be tough to play again. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, 30,000 Geordie fans saying something like, you know, he'll eat your ass. Mm. Um yeah. It'd be it'd be funny to be somebody. It'd be one of those players who's just like really good humoured about the chance as well, and like whenever yeah, they hit them, yeah. just like oh, oh yeah, this again. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, no, you know, no, no. Sorry, you done me there, mate. You done me there. It's true. I did. Uh, I did eat one of my teammates. <laughs> mm, yeah, and that, that was before the plane actually crashed. <laughs> I just I was tucking in. Yeah. Well, he looked yeah. tasty. Don't know what to yeah, tell you. I'll- he was looking like a juicy boy. I like the idea of a cannibal who's just constantly booking himself tickets on like the world's worst rated airlines. Yeah. For like, yeah, he's, he's getting twin the opportunity in Kazakhstan. He's like, come on. <laughs> come on. If you're a serious cannibal, though, presumably you look down very strongly on survival cannibals because it's a lifestyle choice. Well, because they're dilettantes. Mm. Yeah. Like, they're, oh, this is, this is mm. my culture. It's not your costume. What if you're a cannibal, but you don't like murder? How do you get, what are you doing? Oh, the ethical cannibal. <laughs> You're going that's around old folks' homes yeah, going, that's would be you? What it is, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a really. Own... Good, it's actually a really good book, Milo. So I don't, I don't know what you're laughing at. <laughs> that's going to be in the dating app bios now. You got, you got it ethically really non-monogamous. Me. It really and then you're going to get me. ethical cannibal. 
If you're there was actually that story about the I think it was in Germany, of course. Of course. Uh, where it was like some guy put an ad in the paper for like he wanted to eat someone and some guy signed up. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I want to be eaten." And the guy ate him, and then the German police were like, like "Yeah, no, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't <laughs> consent to be eaten." Yeah, I don't care that he agreed to it. You can't do that. <laughs> well, you know, there's a particular kind of like ethical meat eater who like who will only eat animals that died of natural causes, or like will eat roadkill or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a kind of similar thing. Like it's this guy who just got like hangs around hospitals. You're gonna be eating a lot of hedgehog. It's gonna change yeah. your diet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I'm not ab- I'm not advocating for it, but I'm just trying to think of like the way I hate it when your <laughs> spines are still in. Just trying to think of how, how you could uh how you bit could, of gravel uh, in every meal. <laughs> oh, a bit of bit of Pirelli P zero there. That's a, that's a nice joke. Yeah, I mean is <laughs> there you go. Well you could do the same with cannibalism, like you'll only eat people who died in car accidents. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's that, that's what I mean. Like hanging around the hospital. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. Um, but then you could actually, I guess, some humans are specifically roadkill. Um, anyway, I think it's, pro- I think it's pro- probably just as well you never trained to be a doctor, Milo, because that I'm pretty sure that's not that's not the ideal piece of uh, piece of linguistic uh, framing there. I've n- I've never claimed to have a great bedside manner. That's never been my, um, you know, uh, uh, accolade in life. Um, so yeah, the episode um, George is dating this woman who doesn't can't have sex with him for some period of time because she has a uh, mono which i believe was what the americans call what we would call glandular fever yeah it's glandular fever yeah yeah, yeah. do you also call it glandular fever yes. in australia yeah okay cool i don't know what mono is it's is it got a, is it short for something mononucleosis or? mononucleosis yeah right wow I, I really didn't think you'd have that on deck that's quite impressive there you go i have many skills fair enough um so yeah yeah she she believes that she has this and so george um, he like decides to not have sex with her for a while in in accordance with her wishes, rather than simply breaking up with her because he's afraid of being seen to break up with her because she can't have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and in the course of this, he discovers that through not having sex, he becomes very intelligent because the bre- the part of his brain that is obsessed with sex <laughs> is uh, is overtaken by the part which is intellect. Mm. And so suddenly he starts reading books, conducting science experiments, and so on. Um. Although I, I I almost think like this should work in reverse because like if you're someone who's obsessed with sex, the only thing that prevents your brain from obsessing over it must be a ready supply. Ah, it's like a heroin yeah. addict. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. I think they make I think they make this quite clear what the difference is because he has the he has the possibility of sex in his future. So he's not worrying about where his next shag is mm. coming from because he's got a girlfriend. It just so right. happens that he's not having sex with her, so it's not so it sort of doesn't come into the equation. If he was single mm. and not having sex, then he would still be obsessed with it. But if he had like a, like a heroin addict who's had a misdelivery, they're like, but they know it's it's been rescheduled. <laughs> they know it's coming eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like they're itching a bit, but they're fundamentally yeah. reassured. Yeah, but if by he's got, but if he's, chain. yeah, because he has the option in the future. I think that's the I think that's the point. I think it's mm. I think it's oddly subtle the difference between. Uh, between Costanza, who can't, who isn't having sex because no one will have sex with him, and the Costanza who isn't having sex because his present girlfriend is unable to. Yeah, which this, I mean, which which suggests that uh, Costanza King uh, is not one is not a ninety nineties comedian nineties uh, comedy man mm. who is squeamish about period sex. So there you go. That, that's that's, that's how a king conducts himself. 
<laughs> when I was at uni doing my finals, I had in the in the prior like year or so had a couple of like slightly weird breakups. And my mum, when I was going back for my exam term, was like, "Please, just no girlfriends right now. Just like just stop." And I was like, "You don't understand how much worse I am when I'm single. Like, this, <laughs> like it's it like look, some of the relationships have not worked out well. But like, if I'm if I'm single, I'm going to be thinking about it way more. I'm going to yeah. be out there like you know trying to meet women. That's that's going to take up way more of my time. You're better off." <laughs> There's something, so there's something to this theory. Yeah. The Costanza theory. The Costanza theory. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to work out if it's like a, the same theory, but just a kind of a, a development when uh, mm. sports people are not allowed to have sex the night before because it keeps them aggressive. So yeah, similar. Yeah. Yeah, it's semen retention. It's not semen retention. It's like a, there's, a, the, there's a kind uh, of, I think there is a sort of sports science-based thing. It's not just like kind of liver king. Do you reckon that the Uruguayan team did it the night before <laughs> that plane crashed? Maybe the pilot did. Maybe that's, he wasn't focused. Maybe that's the issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some. Yeah, <laughs> and then the uh, yeah, yeah, the Euro, yeah, the Uruguayan football team. Do you think? Do you think they made love before engaging in cannibalism? <laughs> or like, yeah, which came first? You mean once to, they crashed? To to to, to who, Milo? Well, I not to the corpses. Right. Okay. Sorry. I thought that. I thought no. that. I thought that's what you were. I thought that's what you were getting no, at. I meant, I meant the survivors amongst themselves. Like, was there a kind of oh, a frenzy? Right, okay. Like, we're alive, but who knows for how long? Oh, okay. What if we explored each other's bodies? What about amongst the survivors? One of them suggests, "Hey, we should do something to these bodies." And one of them's like, "Yeah, absolutely. Let's <laughs> eat them." Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 that's, that's what de- I was thinking. That's, yeah, def- yeah, yeah. that's definitely what I, what I meant. Yes, eat them. Yeah, you're right. We should start from the arse. <laughs> oh, eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess no. we could do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, the maybe the maybe the argument is is that like what like while you're kind of um, disobeying the laws of laws of God God and man, you sort of may as well go go all in on the kind of the affront mm. on the affront to nature and to the divine. Yeah, it's a bit like, like if you're going you know, to eat one of your if you're going to eat one of your dead friends, maybe you may as well also despoil them. I, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. that is tougher to explain <laughs> once you get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would make the press conference harder. Wouldn't yeah, it? it's like yeah, we needed to survive, so yeah. we had to. <laughs> <laughs> we look, he was there. We all have needs. If you were in a similar situation, and that situation was that dire, you also would have had sex with your dead friend. <laughs> He was there. I was lonely. Yeah. Um, also hungry. Make it any more obvious? I needed to. <laughs> yeah. Needed to kind of get up. Well, a, get up hungry. a kind of appetite. <laughs> I needed to get up such an appetite in order to mm. eat the flesh of of my fellow eat. man, and that's how that's that seemed like a good way of doing it. <laughs> the guy who's like his reasoning for not engaging in cannibalism is I'm I'm just not that hungry yet. <laughs> like it saved me a bit. Like later I might. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think like well, I th- I think you would have to be quite hungry before you could bring yourself mm. to do it. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, that is it's not it's not a day one. The guy is like immediately the plane crashes like bitter Dave like that's yeah um, yeah yeah. yeah that's well, a guy who's like, been waiting for that. Because like normally like if you want to like get your appetite a bit like you indulge in some like you know like physical exercise. But what you're going to do if mm. your entire midfield is dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All the best they could do was five aside, really. And you're hoping they're checking the plane for food first. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think they did. I think like literally, like one of them will have like disappeared and then like come back with like all of these dinners being like we're saved. Uh, what the hell are you doing? Everyone's like looking <laughs> up, looking up from the body's point. I'd have thought you'd have left it a day, not even a day. 
It's like, no, no, they've only got the fish course left. I'm having the (laughs) co-pilot. Fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trout and potatoes, no. From an an airline kitchen, not doing it. Not doing it, mate. And then you've got the one extremely picky one who's just like, I don't know. It kind of looks funny. It's got a little weird bit on it. I don't know. I don't want it. Can I have a different one? Mm. Will you get me? Will you find me a different one? Yeah, yeah, that is plausible. Um, oh, it's all a bit. Yeah, cool. no, well, I think that it's a bit like, um, uh, you know, you know, like how usually when there is some kind of um, like revolutionary upheaval in in a Middle Eastern country, there within that group, there's usually like a communist component and an Islamist component. But in the end, the Islamists always win because the communists get bo- bogged down in arguing amongst themselves. And the Islamists are like, we all agree that we want to kill the communists. Um, <laughs> and I think similarly in a plane crash scenario, you've probably got your people who lean sex pervert and your people who lean cannibal. But in the end, the cannibals always win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they're they going to start eating. And yeah. <laughs> someone can keep getting in the way of the sex pervert. Like, yeah. <laughs> on, like, honestly, like every single word of that analogy was sort of more horrifying than the last. <laughs> <laughs> Move I, on. Maybe we'll move on <laughs> from this. I feel like we've wrung right. we've wrung everything we can out of. <laughs> whenever whenever I see a revolution with a communist and Islamist component, I'm always like, watch out, communists. <laughs> you think you think you're safe for now. <laughs> yeah. You're next on the block, my friends. Um yeah. So um <laughs> moving on from that. Um yeah, yeah. Do we get we get intelligent Costanza? We get um, intelligent Costanza. And the thing um, that yeah, the yeah. thing that I don't like that uh is that so Elaine does the same thing and we will get on to we'll get on to why she does mm. the same thing. Uh and she starts getting uh she starts getting dumber. So we get smart Costanza and dumb Elaine and she asks Jerry why this hasn't why it hasn't worked for the same for the same in the same way. And he says, Oh, it's because you're a woman um women take it for granted that every time they feel like having sex they'll be able to have sex and like i'm sorry i know it's the mid 90s so this is very much you know before the present moment but that is such a fucking incel thing to say like i i really <laughs> really i really didn't care for it and it, like it's like it's not even like it's incel not even Seinfeld. it's like simply not true either it's like this is just not an accurate statement and also not true for elaine also not true also not mm. true for elaine which doesn't make any sense. As much as it should be true, as 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 it should be true as for Elaine, it but it's not true, true for Elaine. But maybe, again, maybe that is making a kind of relatively subtle point. You've got this beautiful woman and she still she still gets down bad and she still has trouble. So mm. um, maybe you're supposed to think, maybe this is a little bit subtle, but maybe maybe you are supposed to, supposed to think that it's bullshit. However, as well, I suspect that maybe you are supposed to think that it's just Seinfeld being like, you know, like a little bit of, little bit of a sexist. Because mm. at the end, when uh, George, um, when George's girlfriend discovers that she never had mono in the first place, and says, "Oh, so we can have sex," and but Costanza wants to stay clever, so he says no, and she says, "Yeah, but I need to have sex." So maybe that's suggesting that actually mm. Um, mm. the ladies are as um, both down bad and desirous as as the men. But yeah. I just think it's like it's Can't like it's stupid. it's stupid. It's a stupid point. It's a stupid point. <laughs> I think. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, um, a rare like a rare like a rare misstep and a rare bit of bit of like annoying annoying kind of 90s sexism, I think. That's my um, that's my feedback. Ela- on that. Elaine's plot line as alluded to is that she is uh she's dating uh Bob Odenkirk. She's yeah, dating Bob Odenkirk, playing, yeah. 
a guy who's kind of like failing to become a doctor. Like he's got a medical degree, but he's, he can't pass his registration exam. Um, and so she basically, because she wants to be able to say that she's dating a doctor, she kind of puts him on a sex <laughs> diet so that he is able to revise enough to pass his registration exam. Um, and this makes Elaine stupid and makes him smart enough to pass the exam. And then when he eventually does, uh, he dumps Elaine because he's like, well, now I'm a doctor. I can date whoever I want. Um, he, there's also a great there's also a there's also a great scene where um she bumps into Sue Ellen and she says, Oh look, I'm dating a doctor and um someone starts choking in the in the coffee shop <laughs> and Elaine like tries to send the doctor over and he's like, Ah no, no, no I don't know ah, and he like completely panics. And then when and then the uh um the owner of the diner says, um sorry of the coffee shops <laughs> says, I thought you said he was a doctor and she says, Well, I call him doctor um <laughs> mm. which is which is which is wonderful and it also um it also makes it sound like kink <laughs> it also reminds me of this locum doctor that i want that i once saw uh years mm. and years ago i had um i had an operation and somebody put somebody put the wrong thing in my notes they were supposed to have given me those dissolvable stitches but instead right. they gave me the, the the kind of the regular stitches that you're supposed to have taken out um and right. so i was told these are just going to dissolve just you know clean like clean them and kind of keep them keep them disinfected but you know otherwise just like leave them alone and some weeks passed and they still weren't dissolving so i rang the hospital and said they're not dissolving what do i do and they said oh yeah well it says here that they're dissolving stitches so it takes longer on some people than others which sounds made up but you know i, I wasn't going to start like yeah. start arguing the arguing the point so mm. i just so i so i left them and like inevitably because they were the wrong kind of stitches they got like a little bit of an infection and right, yeah. um and because they should have been taken out because they should have been taken yeah. out and so i had a little look and i thought oh, i'm not that happy with these i'm i'm going to just go to the doctor and just have them taken out like like i'm not going to wait for these things to dissolve forever so i went along to the mm. doctor and because it was like just before Christmas, so I couldn't see my usual doctor and I saw a locum doctor who saw the stitches and literally panicked. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. He just went, oh, 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 they've gone all, oh, they've gone all sore. And I said, yeah, no, they have. They're, they're, they're quite sore now. So can you, can you take them out? And I think I probably need some antibiotics. So I feel a bit, mm. well, I feel a bit weird. Um, and he yeah. just sort of went, ah, ah, and like, and like a nurse had to come in and ask what was going on and like talk him through removing these stitches and she told and she had to tell him not to panic like he was a passenger landing the plane yeah and uh, yeah yeah it was he like, was one step away from eating you <laughs> yeah like well maybe that was the issue maybe he was just like god mm. that smells good um what do i what do i do what do i do why have i been brought this person is she a to eat a little or bit to, of a mild is she to infectious eat or to heal <laughs> It's the cannibal's equivalent of like blue cheese. Yes, I think that probably is what it is. A oh. um, little yeah. bit, little bit of garum on the uh, on the stitches, mm. and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so she talked him through it, and then as I left, I thought, I've never seen that man before. I have no proof he was a doctor. I have no proof that yeah. he wasn't just some guy who'd kind of wandered in and just sat in an empty room and was hoping that he'd be able to help. Mm. Yeah, it's particularly funny for a guy who is then. Uh, the sort of man who panics at being asked to do anything <laughs> medical. You think the kind of guy that would appeal to would be a guy who has some kind of like fetish or enthusiasm sure. for being yeah. asked to do a medical task rather than someone who... Do you reckon it was like one of the... You were part of one of those TV shows like faking it. 
They were like helping a guy get over his fear of get medical over his procedures. Fear of medical procedures. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, maybe. I, like, I agree with you. I feel like this, like, this is the sort of person. You know, the particular sort of bloke who's like. I could probably score a point against Serena Williams. Like, you know, that sort of guy. Yeah. Like he's yeah. the sort of guy who would like wander into a doctor's surgery and being like, yeah, I could do this easy. Yeah. I mean, those, those guys are very annoying, but also whenever that comes up, I think, well, like statistically across a whole game, probably <laughs> one, not because, not because Serena Williams isn't an amazing tennis yeah, player or because, because you're already like, good at tennis, but just, just because of the inevitability of a double fall. Sort of, sort of little, basic, little basic statistics at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is only ever said by deeply annoying men. Um, oh, yeah, no, no. Like, certainly, yeah, I no, think no, no, if no, it's no. somewhat it's, racist and sexist reasons. Yeah, no, no. I mean, um, you know, like I, I, I doubt that um, that's the sort of person where it's just like, oh, you know, you know what? He's actually great. There's just one flaw <laughs> to his personality and that is that would be he really has funny. a very, very specific axis of racism and sexism, but only directed at Serena Williams. So it's, so it's definitely yeah. for racist and sexist reasons, but all other women and all other ethnic minorities he's fine with it's just yeah, he, it, and it's not even Serena like, Williams as a the person homeless shelter every weekend it's not even you know. Serena Williams as a person it's specifically yeah. Serena Williams as a tennis player but otherwise he's fine so yeah if you're the kind if you're the kind of I could I could um, get a point past Serena Williams I like you're you're, you're also going to be a fucking dickhead and you're also going to be the mm. kind of person who presumably uh, violates a corpse before you eat it yeah yeah probably and we're, probably. we're putting a marker down for that <laughs> add that to your bingo card um, we're now doing criminal minds with phoebe roy yeah. yeah they start off with small stuff like saying they could win a point against serena williams and in the end, and before you know it <laughs> don't they're sit- eating a, a person they're also having sex with. don't sit next <laughs> don't sit next to them on a plane don't sit next to them on a plane that would be my advice no no absolutely not yeah they're not just going to talk to you about shower curtain rings or whatever in the event of an accident, they may fuck you and then eat you. <laughs> Shower curtain rings? I was just thinking of what sort of boring thing would someone you're sat with on a plane engage you in it. I, but I think actually what I'm thinking Isn't of is the movie Planes, Planes Trains and Automobiles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's a shower curtain ring salesman. Oh. Have you seen this movie? I have. John Candy. And, I have. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a long time ago, though. Yeah. And then at a certain point in the film, he starts selling them as earrings. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, these ones are filled with helium. They're very light. <laughs> um yeah, because um, that, that this has brought a look of consternation to Phoebe's face I, that is rarely seen. I'm just, uh, I, I'm just trying to kind of sort through my mental rolodex to attempt mm. to access this part of trains, planes, and automobiles, which I. So we we were all the way up in in cannibalism, and then you're having to scroll down yeah. to shower curtain ring. So yeah, like my like my mental filing cabinet is scrupulously organised, and th- and this film mm. is way over, way over in a different corner to. <laughs> To mm. flight-based cannibalism, yeah, you're currently sliding so like, um, down a ladder in the mine palace. <laughs> yeah, theater. yeah. I'm, I'm having to get, I'm having to get my kind of wizened family retainer to kind of go deep into the files on this one. Yeah. Well, I, with wizened family retainer, I was imagining some kind of wooden mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's right. It, to make sure that everyone in the Roy family has exactly the same dental records. Yeah. To play some kind of weird prank on future <laughs> archaeologists. <laughs> We can't tell any of them apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's actually uh, to play a weird prank on uh, on whoever might be inspecting my body after I'm killed in a plane crash. Yeah, that's good stuff. I don't think they go up their teeth though. You no, know? but if they if they're trying mm. to if they're trying to identify you. Oh right. Yeah. Mm. 
They're like, which which passenger was it sat back there? I'd like a bit of her. <laughs> but now after the in the wreckage, yeah, it's quite they hard won't to... eat until they've identified them through dental records. <laughs> it's like well, we've got to find out who it is before we eat. Anything it wouldn't be fair on the family. <laughs> oh no, I think he was a smoker. I'm... Um, Do you think that you'd be more likely to eat someone if you knew who they were or less? Uh, that is a very good question. Maybe more likely. Interesting. Mm. That's. I think. I, I feel like that's. Like. A, I feel like that's a psychopath answer. <laughs> more likely to like if they've cra- they were in the plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if yeah, I knew them crash. from the comedy scene, I would say probably more like. Oh, if I knew them from the comedy scene, less likely to eat them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what's in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this is just. This is just day old Russell's burgers. <laughs> that's all I'm getting here. This guy's never been to the gym. But if I knew, yeah, if I knew what their lifestyle was like, how they ate. How they live their life, what oh, they've done with their I see. body. Oh, I see. No, no, I mean, I, I mean more yeah, like yeah. if you're like picturing their kind of personality. Oh. No, you see, if like if there's the emotional connection. Yeah. Harder. Like if you're, yeah, I don't know. I, like if you're kidnapped, you're supposed to, um, you're supposed to try to like talk to them and get them to see you as a person. Mm. I think for me, the, um, in the scenario where it's a plane crash and the person is already dead. Mm. So I, I would feel like the situation would take the moral element out of it for me. I'd be like, okay, well, since this person is dead already, it's obviously more moral to keep everyone else alive by eating them. That that wouldn't really bother me. Mm. The, the physical grossness of eating another person would bother me. At that, that yeah. would be the main thing I was battling with. So I'm not sure if knowing the person would come into it or not. Sure. Particularly, I probably would start with the pilots, to be honest. Yeah, they're I like the least them. human to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they crashed the plane. <laughs> I've never respected a pilot. <laughs> We're in this mess because of those pilots. <laughs> they deserve it. Let's the eat them first. Yeah. If I if I could eat the plane maintenance engineer, I would. <laughs> but I can't. Yeah. Alas. So the pilots. So the pilots. They're the next. In, they're sort of like the co- in command. They deserve to be. Eaten. Anybody in a uniform, I'll eat them. I'll first. eat them first. Yeah, okay. eat first. yeah. The pilots. The sky marshal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go there. He actually he sort of committed seppuku with his own taser <laughs> immediately that the plane crashed. Um, Jerry's plot line, meanwhile, is that uh, <laughs> he keeps getting he keeps getting bumped from uh, his elementary school career day. He's going in there to talk to the kids about. I mean, it's very funny that they've invited Jerry Seinfeld to give a talk about career day. Yeah, as he as he's supposed to be in the show, essentially a club stand up comedian. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but he's like, but like, he is a he is a super successful. I mean, I, I know we've like. I know we have like tried to dig into like exactly how successful is he supposed to be. Mm. He's doing Letterman. He's get yeah. He's yeah. get like he's getting t- he's getting TV gigs. He it can seems like in America it. everyone does Letterman. Though. <laughs> okay, the amount of like really shit people I've seen who are on there, like guys who run open mics, and I was like, oh, I was on Letterman. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> like you're you're at some gig somewhere in Europe, and then like there's an American guy whose credit is like, oh, he's been on Letterman, and it's like, yeah. well, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> Clearly, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's definitely meant to be successful enough that he'd be invited to his school career day. Mm. I think so. Just the school's just kind of showing off. Really, he can't really impart any yeah. wisdom. They're just like, look, check yeah. this guy out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, it's like this is like the mm. like career day is like the nineties kind of like Wikipedia of like checking notable people who went to your school. Mm. Uh, but the the university career service from Cambridge periodically gets in touch with me and uh, does various circulars. And then one time they were they were they were actively tendering for people who could lend careers advice. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if you got anyone who wants to work in the arts. I don't mind talking to them. And then yeah. I got no response. So <laughs> I presume they're not in, like that's not the sort of thing we're looking to encourage, Mister Edwards. That's funny. Get a real job. We f- we failed with you, but we will not fail them. 
Um, my school, uh, my high school, the only alums, I'm not on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. On the Wikipedia page, <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Mm. Um, it's just a couple of Olympic swimmers and a guy who was involved in something in Australia called the Bali Nine, which oh, is okay. uh, <laughs> nine people who got busted for smuggling drugs in Bali and got arrested. Oh, fuck. Are the ones that got, that got I executed? I think two of them have been executed. Fuck. Jeez. I think the others are in. Well, not the one who went to my school. He's he's still in prison. Oh, okay. But um, yeah. So you don't need to have been executed to get on the Wikipedia. The, no, the no, no. You just list. need to have been arrested in a major news story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there you, go. you know what it takes. <laughs> yeah, I do know there what it know. takes now. Front page news for weeks. You know, that's what that's what I got to do. <laughs> Imagine if you were just went just like you were so frustrated at not being on the alumni list. You know, you went and you smuggled drugs into Bali, <laughs> and then and then they just weren't that interested. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, fine. Like, we're not putting him on the list. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know if I'm on. I don't know. if... I don't know if my secondary school even has a Wikipedia page, to be honest with you. It's Absolutely would. Every school does. Does it? Mm. Yeah. I did a r- lot of research in this for a bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? Is yeah, this, yeah, is this absolutely... in reference to your... The thing okay, I was just yeah. saying. Actually, you know what? We'll definitely have a Wikipedia page. It's my sixth form college. Okay. I'm pretty sure every school would have a Wikipedia page. Every single school. Yeah, pretty, yes. like, pretty much, I'd say. Um, my fa- people love my favorite, um My favourite notable figure from... My secondary school, not for my sixth form, um, was this woman called uh, Margaret White, who was a uh, model and aristocrat, later aristocrat, who was refused a job as a BBC announcer. And uh, this is a direct quote, in case her powerful looks alarmed timid men from Wigan and country districts. Wow. (laughs) And country districts. What? There's another guy from my year who's on the alumni list. And you're not on there. And I have a Wikipedia page. So <laughs> You're not even linked. I'm not even linked. Yeah, they got fucking Tim Keys on there, you know? Mm. Pretty good. Anybody currently in prison in Indonesia? No, I don't believe so. I mean, mm. Brits don't tend to they tend to get imprisoned more, you know, Eastern and Southern Europe, mm. places yeah, like right. that. That's yeah, kind yeah. of Indonesia's much more of an Australian. <laughs> Thailand yeah, oh, yeah, Thailand. Yeah. Thailand, one main offence tending to be the yeah uh, yeah yeah the the instigating incident there, the, uh, and a lot of those people do have Wikipedia pages prior to that. In fact. <laughs> um, Quite detailed ones. <laughs> yeah 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 guys who've you know they, they've had let's just say they've got more than one noteworthy characteristic. Um, the best yeah, uh, so. the best ones from my sick form are um, uh, Jerry Halliwell and Emma Thompson. Ooh. Oh, oh, gosh! So that's quite that's quite good. It's quite good ones. We've also that got is, we've, we also had at my at my secondary school we had a girl who was um, briefly in a not very good uh, girl band who was who I think hold the record for the lowest ever Euro, like Eurovision score for a Oof. for a UK for a UK team. Oh fuck, Gemini! No, no, they weren't called Gemini. Oh wait, no, that was a man and a woman, wasn't it, Gemini? But I think they did get zero points. Um, I, yeah, I think well, this. Yeah. I think it was they. It was record breaking at the time. I suspect that the record has oh, since okay. has yeah, yeah, since yeah. been broken. I'm not naming them for mm. you know for obviously for doxing reasons. But a quite a fun, but quite a fun thing was that she was sort of treated as this kind of, um, as this sort of like sort of, spe- sort of special outlier, and she was given loads of time off school to go and perform. She was like they let her only do two A levels instead of instead of three or four. Uh, because she needed time off to model and sing and so forth, and then after the horrendous, well, then why do A levels are optional? 
only doing she two, was in you the might sixth, as well have not done sixth, She was in the sixth form at the time. Or well, she was maybe she yeah. maybe she was like choosing her A levels, and she was still right. going to do A levels because yeah, it wasn't really because for for international listeners to to do anything with A levels, you need to have three. You do need to have. Like that's three, kind of yeah. the right. way to get into university. You need to have three. So having two is sort of like a kind of like a gesture in education. It's sort of like <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, you have got two, but in any case, they they, they let her they yeah. let her do they let her do two, and then after this horrendous Eurovision uh, kind of humiliation. She just stopped being mentioned. It was really, oh. they, they, tr- they trotskied her. They properly trotskied her. Um, <laughs> like up until that point, like literally like every single assembly, there would be a kind of like update on how this band was going and, and right. how, how we should all be so incredibly, incredibly proud of her. So there is a worse thing, which is having been on your school's Wikipedia page alumni list yeah. and then being removed. That would be low. We've had someone. Remo- yeah. We've had someone removed. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm oh, not really? going to say who on my. I'll tell you is after. It, is it due to? Is it due to like disgrace or due to no longer being noteworthy? Uh, I believe due to due to disgrace. Because I think disgrace. Re- they should stay on there. Yeah, removed from the Wikipedia. She used. I mean, to, somebody's she, getting in there. She used to be on there. She's not anymore. Ooh. Woof. Yeah. Gosh. That's right, Myra Hindley. Um, I'm Myra, following now. Myra Hindley couldn't have gone to my school. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, they, well, they, they were on the lookout for her, especially around schools. Um, yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah, no, I think that that is a stance for me. I think with you know, the disgraced people, they should still be on the list. Of course. They're still noteworthy. They're, you know, it's like it's just disgr- can't rewrite it's dis- history. It's <laughs> disgraced in a really like rubbish way. It's not like kind of. Uh, it's okay. not like kind of. Oh, it turned out that she was you know imprisoning virgins and drinking their blood. It's not that kind of. Not that kind of stuff. No, no, no. no. She wasn't. She wasn't one of these plane crash type people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Forcing planes down so she can eat the passengers. No. Yeah. She's just uh, talking to one of the surviving crew members and being like, "Is there anything on the manifest that tells us who who may have been a virgin? <laughs> Is there? I'm just." As I've got this chance, just like booking like, flights with Virgin Airlines just in case, heading yeah. like yeah. heading Fingers up crossed. to the Heathrow flight path with your air gun, just mm. all right. Yeah. Sooner what, or later, guy? sooner or later, someone's got a, someone's got to get unlucky. Calmly, just like drawing a pentagram in the ice, and then being like, <laughs> I just think, why not? We got one chance. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jerry, and then Jerry eventually gets uh, he gets booked to do a whole two hour assembly at the school. What's like, oh, what's what's too, fun right? in this because he gets but he is, he gets bumped for from career day because there's a guy with a lizard and the kids love the guy with the lizard and we get to see his we get to see his booker again who's the one who who's Katie the one who mm. um the one who keeps giving him lots of uh, kind of patronizing advice and giving him and talking to him like he's a two year old and she gets very anxious about the fact that he's been bumped from career day and uh, yeah so she says you're going to start getting bumped from everything if like we if we let this stand um and mm. jerry because he thinks that she is like a kind of she's a kind of over over anxious over planner thinks that she's being thinks that she's being ludicrous and sort of goes oh, that's not mm. going to happen and she's actually right it does happen he starts being uninvited from things well my my key beef with this is that he turns up the first day you know for free to do the career day and they're like oh yeah we're bumping you because of the lizard guy and i'll be like Cool, see ya. Yeah. I wouldn't be coming back on a subsequent no. day. I'd be like, fuck off. I'd be so fine with it. But yeah. <laughs> I'd love not to do it. Oh, do we, ha- do we have to, yet again, explain to you what a sitcom plot point is? 
<laughs> yet again, yet again, like. Jerry is a school cuck. He wants the teachers to like him. <laughs> he wants the teachers to like him, but also it's supposed to be that like it's supposed to be a similar energy to George getting uh, getting annoyed that he said he wouldn't eat him. It's not because he particularly wants to do career day, but if they don't mm. want him, then he takes offense and he really does want to do it. Mm. You know, I, I understand that element of it. It's just I think more that offense in me would would trigger more of a, of a vendetta than a desire to do career day on a subsequent day. You're like, against the have, lizard guy? He doesn't yeah, I want have all a desire. the school children to be unemployed now. He I'm going to work against des- He doesn't have a desire. He just he uh he um doesn't really have a choice, I feel like at this point. Possibly. He's bound by fate. He's bound by fate. I think he's bound ba- I think he's ba- I think he's bound by fate. Uh, and so he te- he asks Costanza to help him out at the assembly because he doesn't know what he's going to talk about for, for two hours. So Costanza's going to do an hour on the New York Yankees. And then at the thing, Costanza turns up. Another detail is that Costanza in his intelligent phase has taught himself Portuguese and begun <laughs> flirting with a Portuguese waitress at the cafe. And um, I think Portuguese also, I think, a very funny nationality and language to choose. There's something, it was just very well couched. Mm. There's, there's a nicheness about it that makes it funnier somehow. Um, and then he turns up at the at the assembly just to announce to Jerry that he's now had sex and so that he's stupid and he won't be doing. He's like, oh, I'm not doing it. Yeah, this he says he's gonna. Yeah. He says he's prepared some experiments to like to like wow the kids. And then he shows up and he doesn't know what a boiling tube is, and so he puts them on his head and kind of waggles them or <laughs> waggles them around. Um, and he says, no, it's no, no, like not. flowers for Algernon. It's, exa- sort of, it's exactly like flowers for Algernon. This is the same, this is the same plot. You know, the, the, yeah. the book about, the book about how, uh, um, how a mouse can speak Portuguese. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the thing about how if a mouse does semen retention, it will get very smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it will start time. eating the other mice. Unfortunately, that mm. is the, that is the uh, yeah, side that effect. Is a, that is an issue. That is the side yeah. effect of a no fat mouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the effect that it can have on a learning difficulties boy from the bakery. Um, Flowers for Algernon is such a fucking weird book. We had to, we had to read that. It's a really weird book. We had to read that at school. It's a really strange thing. I, I had to read it for such a, of a more weird reason, <laughs> which is that this girl I was dating for a while in Moscow had read it in Russian and was like obsessed with this book, which is kind of, it's kind of like a young adult book. I was going to say, I it's a say. kid's book. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure I'd go fully kids. It's quite, it's quite dark for like proper kids, but I feel like it's probably like for like your kind of your young teenagers sort of. Um, but yeah. And then, and then she, she just kind of insisted that I read it. Like she wouldn't drop it. So I had to go <laughs> buy a copy of it in Moscow and read it. You got required reading in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And it had that kind of like, you know, for teenagers type cover on it that I'm yeah. just reading. For, and I'm just like, oh, this is a very depressing book. Um, Have you ever read Flowers for Algernon? No. I don't even think I even know what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, it is, uh, so it's I mean, such I've, a weird I've gathered that it's about a mouse, as yeah. far as I can tell. Well, Algernon is a mouse um, who is having experiments done on it. And meanwhile, um, it's about this. It's about these group of scientists who have worked out a way of making a man with intellectual disabilities, whose name is Charlie, very, very, very clever, like kind of, kind of, yeah. And they've previously Einstein done it on a mouse. Clever. And they've right. previously oh, done it on the, on a mouse <laughs> who, who dies. 
Um, yeah, basically, the ma- it's kind of like the plot of Limitless, basically. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, but, right. with a, but with a yeah. but with a but with a mouse and with some. <laughs> um, it yeah. has to be said, highly, highly suspect straying into kind of eugenics observations about about your yeah, about so your man Charlie. The, the, the boy with like whatever learning difficulty is that he has, essentially, he he like comes to he becomes super intelligent, and none of his and none of his like former friends like him anymore. But then he also realizes that none of them liked him anyway, and they were just kind of like they liked just like mocking him for being stupid, essentially. And then he like gradually becomes stupider again as the as whatever it is, and, and, it, and he's learned because the mouse has died that it's going to kill him as well. This kind of like oh. brain decay that the thing gives you. So it's just a very dark and it's depressing. Very sad. Yeah. Um. And we're like, it's Britain. Yep, kids book. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Teach them young how the world really is. If he gets smart, yeah, he'll eventually die. That actually, that is that is the most British emotion of all to be like, yeah, don't try and get too clever. Because <laughs> you will, well. you will die. You will die. As yeah. will your little mouse pal. Yeah, yeah. You'll lose all your friends, and then you'll eventually. Uh, yeah, and perish. then you'll die. Mm. Yeah, it, it. That's literally the moral of the book. Yeah, 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 and that's why in Britain we have the expression "too clever by half," an expression I've never heard an, an analog for in any other <laughs> any other dialect. No, no one else has "too clever by half." Even Americans don't have "too clever by half." It's, there's something so concept. British about being yeah, clever people, fucking idiots. <laughs> Imagine being smart, our gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which sort of grinds against out of the global brand that we've attempted to build for ourselves. Yeah. But then anyone who's actually met the English and the British at close quarters, I think, <laughs> it does come across. Um, That's yeah. right. Um, so uh, we've done. We've done George. It only remains Kramer, who is offended at being made to smoke his cigar outside, turns his flat into a kind of smoking lounge. So yeah. So yeah. Kramer is a uh, uh, yet again showing his libertarian impulses um, hmm. here. And then, then he and then he starts a smoking lounge and uh, becomes immediately horribly aged. And so he goes back to mm. his. So we get we get to see Jackie again. He's hot boxing his entire apartment twenty four <laughs> hours a day. Yeah. So we get to see his lawyer. Um, yeah. Which is very exciting. It's always exciting to see Jackie Charles. And, yeah, we love to see it. Uh, he says he thinks he's got something on the tobacco companies, and I think it's very sweet how. Um, how Jackie um, approaches every new interaction with Kramer with kind of this sort of profound innocence and renewed hope mm. that this time, that this yeah. time maybe he believes it won't... Kramer can be redeemed. He does. Yeah. He has. He has like such abundant faith in Kramer. It's really very touching. Mm. Um, so off they go. Off they go to 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 make to make the deal. And yet again. Kramer, uh, Kramer fucks fucks Jackie over, and takes takes a deal without consulting him, and the deal is yeah. that he's going to be made the fa- the face of this tobacco company. <laughs> yeah, he's on like a huge billboard in Times Square, <laughs> I th- and he's not even being paid for this. Yeah, I think he's that- basically <laughs> the deal is he gets to model for free. I think the smoking cowboy is like a real is like a real advertising mm. chotchka. That, that's awesome. I think, I mean, I think yeah. he's a real, he's a real advert. I'm, I yeah. miss cigarette advertising. I mean, like, I understand why it's bad in a kind of a macro sense, but they had good ads. <laughs> yeah, they needed to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His little advertising, that shows how good the ads were. They're like, this will kill you. And people were like, I want one. Yeah. 
it I, still looks I, sexy. I feel yeah. like cigarette ads like aren't exactly to to sell the product though. Like certainly not like because you could you, mm. they still existed in like the nineties. You could still they, you still saw cigarette ads, yeah, yeah, yeah. cigarette cigarette ads around the place. I think it was more more taunting than advertising because taunting. yeah, it's because the people who people who smoke are like they're already addicted. They're already like spending all their money on something that is extremely dangerous and also smells disgusting. They like they know this is not new information to them. So putting up a huge smoking Kramer opposite a hospital. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the point of the cigarette advert. I think it's a mm. I think it is to mock the customer. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, perhaps yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, the, you know, the, the smoker, one of the most maligned people in society these days. You know, they've had it, they've had it wrapped right back around on them. Um, so yeah, and we get a post credits thing, but I can't remember what the post credits bit is. David Letterman. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. David Letterman, Letterman doing a rare piece of acting, <laughs> appearing in somebody else's thing. It's a rare treat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He phones up Jerry and tells him he can't, he can't be on Letterman because he's got bumped from a. From a high school, from high school. Yeah. I really enjoy the part in the high school where you hear the clip of uh, you hear off stage uh, Jerry doing an impression of Jerry. And he's like, "What's the deal with homework?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then gets yeah. booed by the kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also I enjoyed how fake the boo was. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a really enunciated like a boo. <laughs> you could tell it was so like two quick, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just an immediate. Yeah, yeah. I feel like kids are more likely to heckle than boo. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine children booing. Yeah, yeah. Neither than at a pantomime or something yeah. like that. Yeah, where they're being encouraged to by a man with a placard. Yeah. Children are surprisingly malleable to the influence yeah, 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 of the yeah. placard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they had to get rid of cigarette advertising. <laughs> the malign influence up a placard. of the placard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding up a placard at the theatre that says, like, smoke now. <laughs> And everyone just starts lighting one up. Um, I was having a lot of fun uh, with my show in the first week. Just I, I stopped doing it because it was too logistically difficult while holding a microphone and it was like ruining the momentum of a bit. But I have this bit about smoking in the middle of the show and how like people who hate smoking are so annoying. And then I just start like lighting a cigarette while I'm telling the joke and then just watching people in the room gradually panic while you're doing like, is he going to... And then I would j- just as I was about to light it with like the flame on the... I'd be like, no, I don't. I'd, I'd get in so much trouble, um, which I enjoyed, but it was really, it was, it was fucking with my ability to actually deliver. You ever tried to have a cigarette in your mouth and deliver stand up? <laughs> Almost impossible. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe if I'd been to Goliath, I'd have been able to. Yeah. You'd off. be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. Just go, just go for one semester. Mm. Just so you can finally do the cigarette bit. You must believe in this second mouth. <laughs> it is there if you believe in it. Huh? Yeah. One mouth for the talking, the other mouth for the cigarette. <laughs> I mean, that is a man who has smoked continuously throughout his entire working life. So yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can believe that. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do sort of aspire to that kind of like French creative influence in some ways, just in the sense of just like being it's just like everyone in in the creative industries in France has not had a cigarette not in their mouth at any point during any decision making process. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> um, we have been here. You have been there. Uh, it remains to thank Pete very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
Is there anything that you would like to plug to the loyal hogs of this show? Uh, just uh, follow me on Instagram at the Peter the Jones, or listen to podcasts I do with Luke and Muller, who's been on this oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, a favorite of this show. I would say. Yeah. Uh, ooh, spooky. Three O's and H. Spooky. Oh yeah. Oh, you do that with Luke? Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, with Luke. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard about ooh, spooky, but I haven't haven't yet. It's listened. a real podcast. I'll really exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people don't believe in it, but, it, but it's true. It's out there. It is out there. Yeah, the truth is out there. Um, yeah, please do, please do check those out and uh, go and see Pete do stand up yeah. around the place. I'm doing um, it. Yeah, he's doing it. He's in the UK these days. So yeah, that's true. If you're, a, if you're a UK based person, get out there. Um, and if you're listening to this, is this a free one or? Um... Uh, such a great question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've okay, ge- look, genuinely, either... genuinely no idea at this point. I think, I think it isn't because I think the one that we did with. No, it. Mm. It is a free one because the one that we did on Thursday was with just us was a bonus. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, either thank you for being a Patreon subscriber or, or please subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. Whichever, you know which one you are. <laughs> you know, I don't need to explain it to you. You understand. Um, and we will see you uh, very soon on one of... Yeah, bye. <laughs>